Yo, this is Denzel Curry. You're now in tune to the Yada Yada podcast. Brow, get at me. Put your yada yada over the best part. Baby, welcome back to episode 21 of the Yada Yada podcast. The kid joke, when I help? It's a little beat of bass god. <laughs> you just a different person ever since Morpheus, huh? Facts. Yeah, man. Just first, did you, was you Morpheus last episode? No, I was uh, Morpheus on a Mirror Wang episode. But you I, did sign off as Morpheus. I, yes. I have since then uh, lost my glasses, so I haven't been able to, you know, tap into the Matrix. So I'm a little beat of bass god. Little beat of bass god, what is today? Theo, soundboard, what's up, man? Can we get a flex bomb one time for you, Theo? Right, oh, yeah. We dropping, we dropping bombs early today. Yeah, that's just how we feel today, man. Episode Facts. twenty-one of the podcast is us today. But now, if you listen to the last couple episodes, there's been times where we kind of reflect on how we were so eager to talk about the little decade wrap up of the 2010s. There was a lot to talk about, so I thought, you know, maybe, you know, instead of trying to force it all into one episode, we can kind of just try to break it down throughout episodes. Like we gonna work our way through. Yeah, so we can make sure we cover all the bases and make sure we give every topic. It's, it's proper do You know what I'm saying? Facts, facts, facts. So this decade, you know, we talked about this a couple of nights ago together, but I want to talk about it on the podcast is that, you know, we look at the decade, you think about all the regions, the West, the Midwest, the South, the, the East Coast, man. Like every every region had a moment in the decade that really helped it shine. Facts. And I think it's cool. Like when you look back and reflect on how like the decade or the, the regions in the different regions of hip hop have like progressed throughout the decade. Because a lot of them, if you really look about, think about it, a lot of them have really just kept progressed for the better. Yeah, I think uh, I would I would say like the South and the West Coast and the East Coast they've been pretty tight, but as far as like progression goes, the West and the South been pretty consistent. The East, I I ain't gonna say they uh, ain't been consistent. I guess I don't listen to East Coast music as much as I do when I was younger. The Midwest is definitely like starting to take rise. off. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure, starting to move a little more. But like they each 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 region had their moments. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But like, definitely. You, I, I will agree with you when you say like, I think, I think out the mo out of all of them, the South's been the one most been most consistent. Definitely, because like, it's just when you really think about it, the South has never really had a bad run. Yeah. Like ever since Outkast, they just been building on the momentum that's been created through other acts. I mean, they got some, they got heavy hitters down there. Yeah, like think about like without, I mean, you, I don't think you could have this trap movement from the South that's that's been heavy for this decade without Ooh, Lil Gu- John. Oh, oh, Lil John. Go back okay, to the yeah. era. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because that same energy, that same vibe, like the crime mob. Yeah, just loud and in your face. In your face, and yeah. you know, like you see the crunk movement slowly transition from crunk to the trap movement. Yeah, and, and it's still the same energy though. Well, the, the trap is where it got crazy. <laughs> yeah, the trap get crazy. It got weird. See, yeah, as soon as I seen Gucci with the Bar Simpson chain, that's why I knew it's when my life changed. The, 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 you know that freestyle. Everybody know that freestyle. I was like, video. oh, or, or uh, I remember hearing, "She's a very freaky girl." Don't forget her mama. Yeah, oh, but she get a night. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Gucci night. was like nineteen years old. He was nineteen. I don't know if he was that young, but he was very young. Gucci like, was nineteen. So icy came out in two thousand six. That was the same year Jesus how, was blown up. How he look younger now? That's what. Hey. hey Look, was it uh, B.O.B. was talking about them clones? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, people are talking he about might, the Gucci he might be clone. tapped in, bro. Gucci is a clone. Hey, you know, Gucci probably got the best clone ever because he's he been thriving. I wonder what my clone's doing. <laughs> I 
Hopefully he's doing as good as you. Or, uh, dude, man, well, usually you want your clone to do better because Gucci clone been on his shit. He got sober. He leaned up. He got buff. He doing tracks with Justin Bieber. Hey, I really need him to tap in with me right now because I need to be two places at once. Yeah. And I can't do that. I ain't figured that out yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still trying to get to that point. Yeah. So we, we working on it. Yeah. But I think... I think the South has probably definitely been the, the region that's been on the rise for the longest. Like they haven't really had any down down years. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a been going twenty years steady strong. uphill yeah. move. Yeah, for sure, for you sure. Know, people like you had the Outcasts, you had the Ludacris's, you had the Ti's, you had the Little Johns, and then you had like at the, as that as that era of the South started to crop out, you had like the Gucci's, the Jeezy's, the Waynes. Can't forget Wayne. Of course not. Then you had the the Flock of Valley era. Which, which kind of like Flocka Flocka The Lex Luger Which kind of spawned Like the really For real kind of spawned the trap Lex Luger Oh uh, yeah Them beats Oh man Did, We could do a whole Like podcast about Just producers yeah, too Definitely yeah, We definitely should do that So just Without not not I'm not asking like, Who's the best yet But what would you say Was your favorite Your favorite region Like from favorite this region From this decade I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to rock with this So the South, I, I, yeah, I could definitely sure. understand that for sure, for sure. I think I like the yeah, South. Though but the West Coast is probably a, a close second. Damn. Cause think about it. In Chicago, I'm a, I'm Chicago a, also had the drill movement in the middle of the decade. See, I wasn't I was tapped in at the beginning, but the West Coast and the South definitely kept my attention. Yeah. Cause like Crip from the South. Yeah, and but he, Kendrick from the West. Type he was shit, talking so about. Like, Crip was talking about that though. He's like, when you think of the South, you think of Atlanta, but you don't think cause he's from Mississippi. Yeah, you don't, you don't think, think about, about Mississippi. Mer- Ray Shimmer from Mississippi. Facts. Or they from Tennessee? They one of the two. Nah, I, they from Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, but you don't even think about that. Like, yeah, you think of I South, mean, you think of Georgia. Think about it. Florida. Florida's part of the South, but you think of Florida as its own little region. Oh, they got their own so, scene. That's Florida's the South. It is the South, but like you don't when you think of the South, you think of Atlanta. Facts. I don't I don't immediately jump to Florida. But when you when you say Florida, that just bring up a whole list of like a whole nother, like that's people. another state that really thrived this decade. And uh that's an that's another part of the South that's been like taking off. So yeah. it ain't just been Atlanta, like all of the Florida niggas been having a run for like Florida really has some like you look at Florida like well, four Nelly, or five years, Denzel, Rick Ross, Ross XX Tacion, uh, uh, Ace Hood. Ace <laughs> I why we laughing? Ah <laughs> damn! I just laughed out. Ace Hood, like you know, I, he I, didn't have some tight songs, right, man? man like, Welcome to my hood. What is that other song? I woke up in a new Bugatti. Hey, who? who uh, somebody just was. Uh, there's a bar about him. His his Freddie Gibbs said that. Yeah, Giannis, that's that's what it is. These okay, rappers yeah. fall off every day, like Ace Hood's Rolly Bezels, and then yes. Jada Kiss had another one on the Flatbush Zombies album with Facts. He goes. How you the ace in your hood? You on the red carpet falling apart. So my motherfuckers ain't let him live that down. I mean, not on the red carpet. <laughs> not on not on the red carpet. That, that shit you gotta check, bro. You gotta double check your fit. Like, oh, shit. my, bro, my bezel loose. My, my bro is a little loose. Tighten that up before I go on this little interview. No, let me not wear this loose. <laughs> let me not wear this loose ass watch. Wear a bracelet, bro. Yeah. What are you worried about the time for? <laughs> We all got time on our phones. Facts, bro. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, that was a hell of a moment. Man, we could also do another podcast about how watches are like just antiques now. Yeah. Who really like uses watch? Do you use this watch? This watch don't even work. work. Okay, that's it what just, I'm saying. Joe. It just look good on my it's, wrist. It's aesthetic. You know what say? What, what Kanye say? I'm so self conscious. That's why you always see me with at least one of my watches. Okay, I feel it. Yeah, I think I think for this decade, I think the West would be my favorite. 
because I fuck with their music a lot, a lot heavier. Like that's kind of more the person I am, is like the West Coast sound. Yeah. But it's like when you think about the decade from 2010 to where it is now, the West really uses decade to revive itself because the West was kind of in a drought in terms of talent and artists. Like nobody was really checking for the West for a while after you know the game. Yeah, after the game. Because the game, that's why the they, the people in the West love the game so much. Because after 2001, the West was really on a bad drought. Like no one was really. Popping in the West Coast like that, nobody's so, checking for him. Who, aside from the game, who is popping during this drought? Maybe Snoop Dogg, just because he was a common name. But that's when he okay. went to the South to sign with No Limit. So he was more. Wait, he signed to No Limit. Yeah. So after Snoop left Death Row, he went to the South to sign with Masterpiece No Limit. Okay. Okay. So, and so, what's coming out around this time? So we got the R&B album. I forgot what it's called. Rhythm and Gangster. Rhythm and Gangster. I think that's when he just left No Limit. So he dropped three albums on No Limit. Okay. He dropped so like The Last Meal. What was the other ones, Theo? Top Dog? Was Top Dog on No Limit? Yep. yep. So like The Last Meal. That was the last one he did on No Limit because that was also his last album he had with Death Row contract, contractually. contractually. Uh-huh. And he had The Last Top Dog. And then there was one more before that. Was it The Dogfather? Dogfather. Yeah. No, Dogfather. That was the one he did on Death he Row. Was, that was his he, last he, one on he Death put Row? Out, he put out three Last Meals on No Limit, uh, Top Dog. I feel like there was one more. Because he had the one with, was let, uh, he had Bitch Please on, I think that was Top Dog. Then he had Lay Low. And then he had Down For My Head is with C Murder. Okay. But I can't remember. I know he put out three albums on, on No Limit. So, like, in the, in the middle of the, so, yes, yeah, so like, after 2001, then he went to the South with No Limit, started doing stuff with them. So he wasn't even really on the West Coast like that. Okay. But he was still Snoop Dogg, so he had the name. All right, but ain't nobody else from the West just popping at this time? Not really heavy like that. Ice Cube kind of was doing his movie thing. You scared? <laughs> if you were scared, motherfucker, well, go, go to church. See, that came okay. to the middle of the decade. Or middle of the two, that was 2006. Damn. Yeah. My, t- my timeline is fucked up. So, like, before that... Though the West Coast is kind of dead for a while, because this is like this is before streaming or internet, so this is all we hearing is what y'all putting out. Thanks. I mean, what the radio's playing, so nobody was really rocking with the West like that. So the game came out, and he kind of rejuvenated the West Coast energy. Yeah, Top Dog. That's two of them. Let's see. So, so Top Dog. Joe fact checking right now. We got to. Hmm. So maybe he put out two albums. I thought he put out three on No Limit. Top, oh, it's Top Dog 2? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, so I, that would be three. Okay, so uh, do we count Dre then? Well, because Dre ain't put out an album it's after 2001, which was in 1999. Okay. So like when the decade started, it was on a high, but then nobody carried that momentum after. All right. And Snoop was in the South with No Limit. So, so the, is the East popping during this time? What's going on in the East? The East, around the time, yeah, this is when Fifty Cent, because this is when he was working. Okay, with yeah. Fifth. So this is when we get into in the gangster ja rap. Yeah, they, they the game was to be sold, not yes. All right, see, like he even had like the No Limit cover style too. Oh, that's jiggy. Yeah, man. This case, yeah, yeah. Woof, motherfucker. Woof, mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, all right, yeah. Now you, now you bringing up bad memories. Stop, Theo. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. All right. Yeah. So on the east, the east was thriving this time. It's like the Jaru Murder Inc. shit's popping, and then Fifty Cent comes in through with just bullying everybody. Fat Joe, Jada Kiss was popping. So the East was thriving. They had Fabulous, Jay Z. So they was doing better than the West. Okay, facts. But then again, like shortly after that, the East would also go through its own drought. So who going crazy in the South right now? 
at this time, uh, it would be like T.I., Outkast, Ludacris. Ooh, that T.I. run was crazy. That T.I. run was nuts. Yeah, I love it. I remember, the, man, they played uh, What You Know About yeah. so much. I actually did hate that song after a while. I was like, it's not <laughs> that goddamn good. I got it too. I, don't, I still don't know the words. By the church, by the church, by the I just remember the whole video was in slow motion. Yeah. I was like, oh now my you God. you was a scary dude. Hey, bro, I was wearing dickies and white tees. Yeah. My, just the whole time. That's Staffers. <laughs> <laughs> Tan dickies, That's black really dickies. That's really an era. We, we mentioned, I know bro. that era too. Like baggy ass clothes. Yes, bro. Yeah. It was a good time. I got in trouble a lot with my dad. I always got Take caught. Take that big ass shit off. You like a gangster. <laughs> What's well, a whitey, dad? Yeah. <laughs> the dickies, though. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So after the so yeah after the game, they kind of rejuvenated the West, but it was still still kind of slacking. It was still like outside the game. Who else was putting on at a, at a consistent rate and at a big mainstream level to keep the West on the map? So that's why. Like they crowned him the new king of the West, and yeah. then the start of the decades when the West started starting to get starting his leg under him because the internet was starting to get more involved with the music industry. I think this is where like shit started to meld together a little more. Yeah, because like the game was like heavily influenced by the, by Nas. Yeah, and he was and he was rocking with G Unit at the time. Yeah. I know they had a little fallout, but you know what I'm saying. This is mm. where shit get a little messier. Yeah. But no, no. And then, stop. like the decade starts, two thousand ten. This when you start to see the Dom Candies pop up. You start to see the Nipsey Hustles pop up. The the J Rock, the Kendrick Lamars, Casey Veggies. Yeah, who else was there? Tyler didn't start buzzing until later, like two thousand twelve. Yeah, but he yeah, probably a couple, couple years after. When that. did Goblin drop or Bastard? I think Bastard came out in two thousand eleven. Let me check right quick. But like the cool thing about the West Coast that I think that helped them a lot in this decade was that. People from like the OGs from the West Coast were always co-signing the younger cats. Like there was never any hating going on. Was it hating the East? Yeah, I mean it was. You know, because East Coast hip hop has always been more traditional. They rougher. Yeah, so it's like when ASAP Rocky came out and he had. Yeah, we can't get that one, that son. Yeah, nah, B, that ain't that ain't New nah, York. B, this ain't, that ain't New York hip hop. So like when Rocky came out with Peso and he had like he was rapping like he's from Houston. People were like, nah, that's not New York, B. So. And you from Harlem? You rapping like you from Texas? With a Bone Thugs and Harmony flow. So, fun fact: Bastard was actually released in '09 on Damn. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it snuck in there. I don't think it get got traction until like later. Until Goblin came out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yonkers was the one that did it. That video went crazy. Yeah. I remember hearing Bastard though. Bastard was like, "Oh, this is I like." That's crazy. This, put that out weird. that young. He was weird. So it's like you see little stuff like that, like these artists starting to gain traction in the West Coast, and you start seeing OGs co-sign them. Yeah. So like that, those co-signs help help those artists get on in the West, because that means okay, like that means you know he's co-signed by the game. Like you know when when uh, Ty was blown up, the game got on the track when he was on the Red Album, with the Aliens vs. Marshalls or something. Yeah. That that shit was crazy. I love that. Yeah, it's just like little shit like that. You showing love to the young cast that's helped getting them more exposure. Wayne on there too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun video. Yeah, and then like when Blueface came out, you know, E40, like E40, Schoolboy Q, kids are like, oh, like, yeah, we rock with Blueface. Like, no one's ever hating on the West Coast because they know it's all about unity with them. Cool. Oh, okay. I like that each sector got like its own thing. Yeah. But I'm having a hard time like figuring out what the East and the Midwest would be like. So, like, the West Coast is it's a lot of unity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, his rocking with the young cats. The South, I think they just uh, it's it's kind of similar. South is the same because yeah, it's because it's, it's uh, Atlanta's so small. You got to work with each other. Yeah, it's a, it's a different culture down there, and it's but like you sh- they 
definitely get away with a, like a lot of weird shit. Not not even I I can't call it weird at this point, but like at the time know, it was kind of different. Yeah, like young thugs coming out of yeah. Like, like, like even OJ the Juice Man. OJ the Juice Man was. He weird took a too. lot of flack. Yeah, he took bro. a lot of flack. But he was Gucci's homies, so people gave him the benefit of the doubt. They gave him the cosign. OJ the Juice Man. Hey. And I got stamina. Quarter yeah. brick, <laughs> half a brick, whole brick. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he was on a he was on a double XL cover. Yeah, I remember that rap. I remember I w- that freestyle. I wonder what he doing now. Kicking it with Gucci. I just seen a picture of them on Instagram together. For real? They still, they still hey, homies. Gucci real for that. Yeah. And then you had the Waka Flockers coming out. Like, uh, the whole South, the whole reason the South, the South has been able to thrive for as long as it has because it's always somebody helping somebody behind them. It's always, you know what I'm saying? Like, or it's just somebody holding it down. Yeah. Like, and it's just like everyone's, no one's hating on each other. It's like, okay, your time's right now, but um, I know my time's coming, but I'm, I'm going to let you shine because I know in the end you're going to help me out. Okay, so I would say... We, we got to talk about Wayne. Okay. But I don't think Wayne was necessarily on that. Like, the people he tried to put on, it wasn't Weren't really very good. Like, yeah, and they wasn't really from the South. No. So, like, his big three, they all from other regions. Yeah, so Tiger's from the West, yep. Nicki Minaj from the East, and Drake's from, from the North. Exactly. And then the the <laughs> those that go in name, <laughs> yeah. like Lil Twist. Lil Twist. He was uh, on the XXL cover. Gutter, gutter. With, uh, with Big Crit. Why? <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Chucky. Chucky. He he. I don't think he was ever right. I just saw he was always in the videos as a no, little kid he, counting money. He did. He did put out a couple tapes, and I was in high school. I was like, oh, let me see what, see what little like. Chucky doing. You know, I got caught. I fell into the hype. Oh, he's the next Wayne. No. Yeah. No. No. no I just remember seeing him in the the Dim Boys video. He was the little kid counting money. Yeah. And but Tiger Tiger the uh, he the light skinned little Wayne. Yeah. If you ain't know. <laughs> yeah. If you ain't know, now you know. I do like that. It's a nice little ode to his mentor. I, I could dig it. He he, he did. He, he could get away with it because like Wayne was like, yeah, yeah, I like, fuck with Tiger. You know, yeah, he brought the Tiger up. Hey, but Tiger got some fire ass mixtapes. Did you listen to like the Black or Black Thought? Hmm. You listen to uh, what was was it Heisman? Awesome. I don't think it's called Awesome. What, what was that one called? Where he really blew up? When it had like Rack City and shit on it. Pose Heisman. Pose. Uh, this one when we was in high school. Remember what I'm talking about? It, I think it came out right before or after a fan of a fan. I'm going to look it up real quick. But, damn. But, like, Wayne, I don't think, like, Wayne's from the South, but he never, like, really put Southern artists on like that. Not like, not like everyone else did, because Wayne's from New Orleans, so it's a little different. Yeah. But, like, people from Atlanta, they always looked out for each other. Facts. So. Well done. Well the done. Well, the well done's went crazy. I ain't, I ain't up until three. Yeah. Well done for it was like, ah. right, now we pushing it. Yeah. We stop. don't need we don't need a quadruple. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. No, uh would you say it's a different culture? I think no, it is a different culture. Little New sure. Orleans and, and Atlanta? But you gotta think like Wayne in a in a different situation. Like I think his whole relationship with baby and all of them niggas is like that got a lot to do with that. Yeah. So he, I I don't think he had as much influence as we think he did. I don't know. I ain't did no research. He influenced a lot of artists, but like, I don't think he made he a lot of artists. He inspired a lot of people. He didn't make a lot of stars. Yeah. I think it was more so up to, like, Drake, Nicki, and Tiger was already tight before Wayne, like, hey, come on. But, come I, but, young but it comes back to the cosign. True. The cosign helped him a lot. Because that's back then when the decade started, cosign meant everything. True, true, true. Because like that's how you got your buzz going. So it's like Drake. Drake had Drake's room, not room from improvement, without, but right. now that he got that Wayne cosign, so far gone takes off. Okay, facts, facts. 
because it's like this guy's from Degrassi, but he also rolls with Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne's on like two or three songs on his mixtape. They're all fire. So it's like little shit like that could really take you far. Damn, cosigns was a big deal. Yeah. Well, I guess they always knew. I mean, now you don't really need a cosign because you could build a following on your own. But a cosign nah, could definitely help. That shit help, especially so I mean, like if, if if Drake reposts your mixtape, you go crazy. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think of a, like a good example. Of, like um, something he, like that. I didn't know. I I don't think I found out about Love Sosa the song. Until like Drake tweeted out, he listened to it like a hundred and three times already. Drake, he tweeted out he listened. Drake co-signed Chief Keith. Yeah, like when Love Sosa came out on that, that mixtape that they did, the GBE mixtape. Okay, let's let's talk about some of the uh, unknown regions. Okay. Then, so like the Midwest. Okay, Chicago. Yeah. So it so we only giving it to Chicago then. Well, we can give it to St. Louis. The Lou. But St. Louis, okay. the Lou, the Lou took off later down the road. I think they. They not necessarily like had they didn't have that sound, but they fit that southern vibe. Yeah, you know they more I mean? they feel like, like they more southern. Like uh, Crime Mob talked about Huey and like yeah. uh, even even like D four no no D four L from Atlanta. They from Atlanta. Them them franchise boys from Atlanta too. Yeah, damn, I'm tripping. Who am I thinking of? Jibs. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not thinking of Jibs, but he <laughs> he he another moment that we could talk about too. Yeah. But like even if you listen to some of Nelly's songs, his older songs, they sound like they got a little country feel to him. And now he's doing country songs. But like he they come like it feel like they just more represent the South sound than they do like Chicago or like the Midwest sound. True, true, true. Shit, uh, yeah, I think the Midwest is like one of the regions that okay, that could be like their uh whatever you want to call it, like they what makes them stand out is like the Midwest is like it don't have one particular sound. Like it's, it's like a bunch of different. Of all, it's like a melting yeah, pot of all sounds around it. Yeah, it's like a mix. Yeah, but like I would say that drill, the drill movement is like influenced the east, the East Coast now. Yeah. So like a lot of the sounds that we hear, so like the East Coast isn't as much of a traditional hip hop boom bap sound as it was. You yeah. know what I mean? The East Coast got weird. You yeah, definitely like, did. like especially just, with like the ASAP niggas and like that's when you start to see like branch out like the sound from New York. Like we're from Harlem, but we don't rap like we're from Harlem. We got Harlem swag, but we don't make music like we're from Harlem. We make music like we're from Texas with Bone Thugs and Harmony mixed in. Yeah, and that's why people were like that's why what I, is this? That's why people from New York at the time were like, nah, we don't fuck with ASAP because that's not what we sound like. But that New York's still stuck in that mindset that New York is the hip hop is the mecca of hip hop, which it, it, it it's the birthplace of hip hop. But like that doesn't mean everybody from New York has got to sound like New York. Facts. It don't. It, it. We don't gotta play by these parameters. But you know? even if you want to, you still at the time. Like I was. When I talked to Denzel Curry about this. He really broke it down, and they're like, "Open my eyes." At the time, like all these crews were popping. Like so at the time. So if you don't want to rock with ASAP, you could rock with Pro Era. Facts. Okay, and that's the traditional hip hop sound. Yeah. So, and I, I definitely was there. So I think around this time, or not around this time, because we was talking about like the early two thousands, but during the the tens, yeah, and, and and onward, I definitely was like, okay, Pro Era, ASAP Rocky, I'm, I'm gonna go drink to this ASAP Rocky. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm feeling guilty. I'm gonna play all this Pro Era and act like I'm conscious. You know, I'm gonna burn my little burn my, my sage, my herb, my yeah. sage. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I I I definitely feel that. So what what would you say the East Coast sound is now? The East Coast sound is now. That's a, I think East Coast sound right now is probably the Beast Coast. 
You uh yeah. Like um, if, if, I mean, right now, if I had to pinpoint a sound for New York right now, I'd probably say Beast Coast or Young and May. You don't, you don't think like okay? So I would. Uh, it's a lot of East Coast rappers that's tight though. Yeah, I remember they asked ASAP Rocky was once, and he was like, you know, like New York. I look at New York like Chicago, like Chicago. Like, what is Chicago sound? Is it Chance the Rapper? Is it Chief Key from GBE? Was it Vic Mensa? Was it, you know, saying like, yeah, all these different sounds, all these different people come from the same place, but making different kinds of music. And New York's the same way, because New York's so, so big, it's different boroughs. It's like, you know, what's New York sound? Is it ASAP Mob? Is it Pro Era? Is it Bobby Schmurter and GS9? Is it Young MA? That's tough. So the internet, all right, we're going to have to say this, that the internet does play like a huge factor in like the sounds of these regions. Yeah. Like that's when everything kind of just gets like... Gets tied together. I would say... The the West Coast has been like the one that's more consistent. Yeah, that, sound. that, that stay like, with that vibe. I look at it. I look at the West Coast just taking like they sound they known for it that G funk funk sound and yeah. just modernizing it to fit the newer age. Like it just makes sense. Even even Blueface like makes sense. Yeah. to come out of the West Coast. It, like, if he came out anywhere else, it wouldn't work. But he fits the West Coast sound perfectly to a T. Or even even Dom Kennedy. Like, yeah, that's like. He had That's that, not everybody cup of tea. Nah, but on the West Coast, he fit in perfectly. It makes sense. Like, he a legend in the West, but he can go to Milwaukee and people are like, who the fuck's Dom Kennedy? But if you go to his hometown of L.A. Who goes to Milwaukee, though? <laughs> really, Except, though. Except uh, Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, more crown? Yes, sir. We got, it's like a mini drinks, drinks chance podcast today. Facts. But yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like, for example, like, yeah, Dom Kennedy, he didn't really rap. His sound wasn't really West Coast, I guess to say, but... It had a West Coast feel. He had the swag to fit the West Coast image. So like even like from the West Side of Love 2 or like the Yellow album, it still got that West Coast. You we know? we can get to the Yellow album later. Yeah. Because that's, I'm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's all we're going to say. Yeah, yeah I ain't yes. going to say, I ain't going to say yeah. much. But it's just like, the, yeah, the West, like for example, YG's album Still Brazy. You listen to the album? Yes. It's the first album. It's the only album you ever did without DJ Mustard and I respect it so much because to me, it's his best album he's done. Because it's like, it's just it's like like a G Funk album, but modernized to like twenty seventeen. I think I think uh he I think he another big catalyst for the West in this decade. No, facts, facts, facts. And I it's weird that we just now talking about him. Yeah. But there's a lot of artists and it's a it's a lot going on. But uh yeah, he definitely got that like I'ma still dance, but hey, I'ma fuck you I'm up. A if, you, yeah, if, you, if you say something crazy, yeah. I'ma punch you in your face. Shit but crazy. But a lot that's that's West Coast culture though. Yeah. Cause like a lot of my homies that's from the West is like that. Like they I'ma be clean, I'ma I'ma wear my vans or I'ma wear my chucks and I'ma dance. But hey, if you <laughs> I got the strap when yeah, you're ready. No, you know? if you say something crazy, I'm gonna slap you. Yeah. Damn. It's like the West never really got away from their roots. They always yeah. stuck to what they know and they sound and they were just trying like, how can we build on this? Oh man, we would have to do a lot more research to say like who who ran away from their roots or like who has like certain roots. Yeah. Cause I feel like Chicago is definitely like a hub, like as far as like music goes, period. Yeah. And then like you look at the artists that come from Chicago, you look like Twisted Common, Kanye, Lupe Fiasco, Chief Key, Chance the Rapper, Vic Mensa. It's like these all these artists are bringing something a little dark. These artists are all bringing something different. Yeah, that may not even sound like they from Chicago. Facts, facts, facts. Well, yeah, definitely facts. But then it's like sometimes when I when I hear like artists like Smino, 
Yeah. Or like Masego. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more of a Chicago vibe. Or like Down on My Luck, Vic Mensa. Yeah. That's like, that's what I think of when I hear Chicago. I think of like, like a, no, like, like a, like some, almost a go-go. Some, like some swing shit. Yeah. Like some, some clubby shit. When I get down on my luck, I hide behind my. Yeah. Bro, that, <sighs> that shit was huge. And then he had, yeah, like, and then he had, I feel that. That don't sound like a Chicago song. Man, I, how come, how come that didn't go crazy? I feel that. Like, Vic Mensa had a not, run. Not even feel that. I'm talking about down on my luck. It did. It was huge. I guess uh, he said it was huge overseas. Like, he but was, how come it didn't go crazy here, though? It's just one of the things, you know, it's one of the things in the States where it just doesn't ever take off here, but it may blow up overseas. Like Lil Peep? Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got very off, no, you're off good. topic. you good. Where was we at, even? I was just talking about just people like they roots. Okay. So, yeah, I feel like we have to do a lot of history to get to, like... Especially with the West Coast. Well, that's what we were talking about, like, who, like, what artists from the West Coast got away from the roots of the West Coast. Okay, yeah. So, that, that that's what I was saying, like, so a lot of these cities that we talk about is, like, rich in history. Like, Chicago, if you think about it, that's, that's like, a big, a big stop for jazz, you know what I mean? Yeah. So how does that influence like a Chief Keef? How you know what I'm saying? How do how do these connect? Yeah, because you can hear it in, in the chances chance the rappers' music or even a Kanye's or a Commons. I'm gonna write an article about it. Yeah, do it. All right, I'm gonna write a research. So spare, like, I think Chief Keef's one of the people. Where he's like he wasn't influenced by the music of Chicago, but more about what he's around on the daily. Yeah, he, more so, so he, his environment. Yeah, he so he's from Southside Chicago and his shows and his earlier music. Okay, so like. Now we we kind of getting deeper into something. I don't know. I didn't think we was gonna get here or go here, but every 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 song tells a story, or like every sound tells a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that I think that's where like the the lines get blurred a little more, and it's like a lot of the a- Atlanta rappers can relate to like a Chief Keef lifestyle or like. How this going on? Or even even cast from like here, yeah, and yeah, it's crazy. Like it, think about it, like it, the, it's it's a lot to think about. One of the first songs we ever at the world ever heard from Chief Keek was Three Hundred. What's the first thing you hear in Three Hundred? A fucking gun getting cocked. Bang. <laughs> Young Chop on the beat. Three hundred. Yeah, like first thing you hear is a gun sound getting cocked back. It's like that shit outside Chicago. We was wildin' to that. Shout yeah. out, shout out, my nigga B Joe. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Shout That's out my B-Joe. dog. Yeah, bro. His uh, fun fact: when we was a freshman in college. We was roommates, and like his alarm clock was literally three hundred. For real. So like, as soon when his alarm clock go off, I just hear fucking gun cocking, young chop on the beat. I'm like, yo, bro, what's going on? We about to, we about to fight. What we doing? That's why he liked that. I, he, that's why he was savage. Shout out, my bro. Yeah, man. Shout him out. But uh, yeah. So like, what do you think? So you said the South would be your favorite. Yeah. Because, like, I just, because I remember that Chicago run, man. Like, I feel like everybody benefited from the drill movement except people from Chicago because they were too bad it. Like, I a lot a I lot of the promising artists from Chicago either got locked up or got killed. I would, I was, uh, okay, that's not cool. But I would say as far as, like, awareness goes, like, we weren't talking about all of the shit that was going on in Chicago. Like, like that. Yeah. Like, it I really mean, opened our eyes as, to, like, as far what's going on I in know, the South like, Side. Our generation, we weren't talking about how, like, Fucked up Chicago was at the time. Nah. like the murder rate was crazy. Like I think, I think it, when we started getting our, bringing to our attention on the national scales, when uh, what was it they did on the Watch the Throne album? What was the song they called? Uh, last year, three hundred soldiers died in Iraq. Like 
This year, 500 died in Chicago. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton, Hampton died. died. Uh, we niggas just multiply. And I have any day I could die type attitude. Oh, uh, favorite murder. Black on black murder. Black excellence. Yeah. Murder okay. to excellence is what it's called, right? Yeah, murder to excellence. Yeah, that's that's when it really opened. I was like, oh shit. Like more people died in Chicago than oh, they did okay. in Iraq. So where do where do we put that? That moment? That album. That album? In in this time. Well, we I, I guess al- we only talking about mixtapes, but since since we here. Since we in Chicago. I mean, is is it what what sound is that? What's that's like that's still soulful Kanye. That's so but it, but, it, but it was also also towards the end like why I love you when you got Mr. Hudson on the production Ooh. that's more like we're going towards the Yeezus sound now the electronic sound but where if you had to place it in a region oh uh, I push I played in Chicago okay so it's, it's a Midwest because you can Midwest you can, when you listen to album you can hear okay this is where like you know acid rap could be birthed from all right I'm gonna just go ahead and say this we we really ain't got no like definite clear cut definitions for like. What these sounds are, because I feel like, like how you would classify it, like, them. You know? know, this is when the internet, you know, this decade of internet really took off on the internet. So like back in the day, you only heard what was around you in your region. Yeah. So like you know, that's why like a lot of Texas artists are like are like inspired by other Texas artists. But then you get a guy like Travis Scott who's like, well, I'm also inspired by the Texas sound of Texas, but also by Kanye West, by M.I.A., by Kid Cudi, and that's when you start to branch out the sound a little bit. Like yeah, I'm from Texas, but I don't rap like I'm from Texas. I yeah. rap like other people from other regions that I'm inspired by or other sounds I'm inspired by. True, true, true. And that's where the internet comes into play when it comes to like spanning the creativity and the sound of artists from different regions. So that's why somebody like ASAP Rocky can rap like he's from Texas and have a bone thug and harmony flow or a three six mafia type of aesthetic. The internet did a lot for us. Yeah. And for a lot of good and a lot of bad. Shout but out to Yeah. Shout out to the internet. I'm glad Y two K didn't happen. Yeah. Shout out to that. But yeah, so I yeah, I think the the internet really definitely helped like break the barriers for like what a, a state or a region sounds like okay and that's why like new york's like what does new york sound like i don't know it could be a lot of different things i think that would so th- this is where the transition into the mixtape era has happened yeah i think this this like this is when the mixtapes really start to take off the west gets quiet the, the south is still the south the south is still the south who? What's the Midwest? We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't understand. We're still trying to find. We, ourselves. we definitely not. We not putting it on Huey. No. <laughs> the The East Coast is still. Uh, the East Coast is still trying to find. I think the East Coast is probably in the best shape it's been in a while. Because like mean, they were started trying. They were still trying to get their footing under them underground. Like when the decade started, but I think right when the ASAP mob took off. That's when eyes got brought back to New York, and then that's when that's when we started getting the Flatbush Zombies coming out. I'll I'll say, I I'll, I'll say this. This is I think this is a good description for the East. It's like very hard, very hard. Yeah, at this time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because we, we we gangsters. Yeah, the East Coast is, is like hard. We boom bap tradition. New York. It's the it's the bricks. Yeah, Joe. it's the, the bricks. It's bricks, cold baby. in the bricks, dog. <laughs> I got my Tim's on B. <laughs> you know, it's, it's cold out in these streets, babe. I got a jersey on. But it's 30 degrees outside. <laughs> you feel me, B? That's the energy we on right now, son. This is a dress right now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to Your New York. Your shoes got wings, bro? Bro, I'm going to go to New York. Somebody going to hear the podcast. I'm going to get punched. <laughs> I'm going to get hit. <laughs> you like that, B? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to not let me get punched when we go to nah, New we, York. No, I got you. All right, bet. Yeah, so I think, I think th- this decade helped New York get back on its feet. 
same with the West. Like I think I think you know because those are mostly like the two prime regions of of hip hop for the most part, the history of hip hop, the West and the East. So it's like when the decade started, they were both still trying to find themselves, but then they had upcoming stars from the, each region that helped put it back on the map. Yeah. So they both they both still thrive. And like did, like the did. middle of the, the era when they had like Bobby Shmurda, M.A. and all them, like that was a cool ass time for New York, because then it brought a lot more eyes to New York. Because then you have Bobby Shmurda and Young M.A. who both have like a gritty New York sound yeah. that fit the criteria. It's a vibe too, and you felt like you it's, felt it's the artistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I think that's that's cool too. Like there were some Fifty Cent songs that I could have fun to, but some of them was like, damn man, I gotta. It's like your life's on the I gotta, line. I gotta, you know I gotta do push ups and get on the block. <laughs> Gotta hey. move this crack because they gonna move itself. Facts. <laughs> I was having bad thoughts when I watched. <laughs> was it Get Richard Die Trying? Die Trying. Yeah. How old? How old was I? I was like losing sixth grade. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like eleven, <laughs> eleven to twelve. Like I'm ready to start doing some push ups, some sit ups, and move some crack. I, I was thinking my jersey not big enough. My <laughs> my LeBron jersey is not big enough. <laughs> They're gonna roast me at school. It's just not big enough. But facts. I remember I had a Reebok uh, LeBron jersey. That's cold. I didn't get roasted. That's good. Was it big enough? It, it was not. It was it still wasn't big enough. <laughs> Your shirt's a little too I, tight. I beat. think I think that's part of my diet though. I wouldn't. It was it was a lot of a lot of hoes mm. that year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I think I think for the most part this decade every region thrived. At least if they weren't already thriving, they got back on their feet to be in a healthy state to where they can thrive in the next coming decade. No, definitely. It's a lot going on. It's I think it's like uh, with the internet, you get this new rat race. Yeah. So that's why it's like, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's exactly that. It's a rat race. So everybody sees like, oh, well, I'm from here, but I don't have to sound like I'm from here per se. Yeah, I don't need to. Yeah, because like even if somebody my home state don't rock on me, people over here in the south will, or people in the west will. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Because like Lil Uzi Vert, he from Pennsylvania, he from Philly, but yeah, he don't you Philly. don't think he from Philly because you think of you think of like Cassidy, Benny Siegel, Freeway, like these gutter ass rappers, hard motherfuckers. Yeah, like but I'm like he, I'll punch you in your mouth right now. <laughs> hey, don't test Lil Uzi; he might punch you in the mouth. Yeah, he really will though. Have your ass okay. serving coffee at a Starbucks real quick. <laughs> you need a new freezer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you need some ice. <laughs> Put, put I like, that on I see lip. that. I see what you did there. You know, you hey, hey, let's get a flex bar for that, yeah, Theo. We, we don't go. got to say no names. Yeah. You, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so it's just like, he from Philly, but he don't have to sound he from Philly. Because that's, <sighs> the internet has allowed us to expand the horizons of a, okay, a region. Okay, I have a question. I think this is a good question. Do we count Virginia as the east or the south? Because I think Virginia is like one of them... It's like that's like right on, in the like middle. On the line, it's like okay. I would say, do you consider DC the south or the east? Washington DC, because they I, right I, by I each would, other. I would say the east. I, I put I put Virginia the east because they right by each other. Okay, uh, but I'm talking but then, I'm talking sound wise though. Like I put it ooh sound wise. So like now we get, now we getting into like a weird space because do Wale sound like an East Coast rapper to you? That's a good question. Or do do I think do the clips sound like East Coast rap to you? I think they style of rapping makes them sound like they from like like I think they style of rapping would be would fit East Coast more. Okay, so like the 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 delivery not necessarily but like they, they the more they, they lyrical like they from the East. Well, I said I don't know what I just said, but like the the beat selection, you know what I mean? Like so yeah. like early on while they rapping over a lot of go go shit. Yeah, and uh, 
Well, I guess that's that's a that's cultural a, that's thing. That's a DC thing for him. We, yeah, so that's regional. So that is part of the East Coast. Um, but as far as the clips go, I think the clips would be. I think they'd be the East because like how they what they rap, they style of rapping, how lyrical it is and whatnot, and how aggressive it's, and it's, in your face. It's me. Yeah, like, but for uh, but Pharrell, Pharrell from Virginia though. Yeah, he's so, from Virginia. But, but he also has like an international sound himself. Yeah, he you can't box for real. Man. Nah, you. But he also like think about it, the grinding beat, how gutty and gritter that is. True, true. true. That could be an East Coast beat. Mm, but it, I could also see, I, I could also see like it been from the Midwest. Yeah. Or from the South even. Yeah, there's a couple of songs he didn't sound like a bit from the South. I don't know. No, that's for but another that, that's time. A, yeah, that's another producer episode. Yeah, it, it, it's just so like that came I was right. thinking about this like think about think about the South. You know, we talked about Atlanta, and then we mentioned Florida. Like, Florida, is the music scene, I feel like, was only able to emerge because of the internet. Because then you had, in the middle of this decade, we had the Raider Clan pop up. And True. that's when, really, all eyes started getting on Florida. You know, we had the, we had the, the, the normal people from Florida. You had the Plies, you had the Rick Ross, the Rick huh. Rosses, yeah, the Trick Daddies. The, the common names, but you haven't, the new blood that was brewing up was all part of the Raider Clan. True. And then, you know, Space Ghost Burp, to me, is like one of the best A&Rs to ever come out of Florida. He found all the stars, like Denzel Curry, Xavier Wolf. And then I, people like Puya was wrong with the Raider Clan. I like that. Like uh, during this decade, they they put themselves on a, like a little island, and they did really set a, a trend. Like when we talked about uh, SoundCloud rap early on. I think they definitely had they, yeah. a big hand in like SoundCloud rap. Yeah, like they were the the original forefathers. Yeah, of definitely. The SoundCloud like movie. you you mentioned Denzel Curry, Puya. And like uh, uh Rob Fat Banks. Nick. Yeah. yeah, Rob Banks, shout out Rob Banks. Rob Banks, uh Space Goes Perp. X um, X Ski Mask. Ski Mask. Uh these are all guys that rolled with these like either they they weren't in the clan, but they were like affiliates of people in the clan. So it's like they all have like the clan has like a, a, a hand in everything going on in Florida today. Which is so crazy to think about. It is. Uh we kinda we kinda overlook Florida and they important as far as like they, the, the sound I, goes right now. Yeah, like they literally Florida does their own thing, but it it works for them because it's who they are. Like they sound what they do, what they rap about, how they rap, how they deliver, and how they you know carry themselves. It's all Florida. They're not influenced by anything going on in the world usually besides what's going on in Florida. But there's so much going on in Florida. There's so many different cultures in Florida that it's easy for them to have a, a unique sound. True, true, true. That that that's worth to think about, man. Well, it's not it's not worth to think about. It's like you were saying about like Chicago. Yeah, I look, I look the same way as Chicago. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just a different region. And then like more more zones. Something we yeah more way more, more zones. Oh, we for, we forgot to mention Kodak Black was like a Kodak Black was like huge. a big shift in the culture. Yeah, he's like our trick daddy. He really is. He just says wild shit, and you're just like, man, that's just <laughs> that's weird. That's just Kodak being Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what we like said. Trick Daddy over here talking about eat a booty gang. Like, yeah, that's some trick daddy shit. <sighs> that's all I got for that as a side. And then you Dude, also Can also, we get a yuck for that? Get a yuck. The eat booty gang? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out to Trick Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you we think of the South, you know, you think of just Atlanta. And we mentioned like Florida's own little region. Houston, Texas is own little region too. True, true. But when you like the South is just such a big Okay, so in New Orleans. I would uh I would say Houston is like one of the regions where it like it's like the West where they they, they have their own culture, yeah, their own sound. And they, they, it, it continues. They it. Yeah, it, it they build off it. Cause even even Maxo still got like that feel. He's, bro, his, his new album, like 
he may not not every song is gonna sound like it's from Texas, but he'll have little Texas elements in each song that let you know like, oh this is he, he from Texas. You could tell he's from Texas. Yeah, yeah. He may not make it in the forefront sometimes, but you'll catch little elements that are like, okay, it's got a slow, bouncy beat and it's like it's or or even like the Texas sound is influenced rappers like Big Creek, you know? Yeah. Or even currency. Like. Even cur- yeah. Just yeah, how like so the like, lifestyle or what they rap about or how they, they, they rap or what they rap about. Because yeah. Big Crit talked about that in his, in his Breakfast Club interview. He talked about, you know, I'm from Mississippi, you know. You know, I look at the world like in hip-hop, it's about, about geography lottery. It's like, you know, wherever you're born, that can really determine how much your success is, depending on where you're from. So I'm from Mississippi, you know. we Ain't, ain't nobody big from Mississippi, but, you know, and so everybody we listened to was from Texas, the South. That's why he got some of the songs have, like, heavy, like, chop and screw voiceovers or whatnot, or yeah. chop, slow chop and screw beats. Yeah. He, he feels at home at, over it because he... That's what he grew up listening to, so he has that natural text influence in his music. Plus, he's from the South. I wonder if him and like Ray Sherman is like changing that kind of that that feel. I w- I wonder what's gonna come out of the South, especially like that sub region. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, I'm curious each to of see them, what all, each of those regions bring different states bring different sounds to the region. Y'all, this is this is crazy because uh, I didn't think it was gonna get like this deep, but there's so many rabbit holes you could just fall down. We actually, yeah, and I like, wasn't ready to get this deep either. Yeah, and so we like, just really opened up the gate. We talking about a, a whole decade is where what we've been, where we're reflecting trying to like on, roll out. You on know, the decade I mean? with the regions, yeah, and the sounds, and, and we really just opened up a lot of yeah, doors. There's really a lot, a lot of realizations. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get some articles out for y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do some right for y'all. And you, if you look at Atlanta alone this decade, like young thug, you said young thug, like that wouldn't have been welcomed. But I think. This is probably this is probably something we talk about later down when we do a, like a reflection on like the influencers and whatnot. But I think without without a, a young, I think without Rich Homie Quan, I don't think Young Thug would, would be as big as he is because at the time Rich Homie Quan was a way bigger star than Young Thug when they did the mixtape together. Yeah, the Rich the, the tour mixtape yeah. Rich Gang, like young, Rich Homie Quan was a star and Young Thug was still kind of like this dude known in Atlanta and around the hip hop circles, but he was looked at kind of weird like an outcast. I think he. That's funny that you say outcast, but uh, I don't know. I think he spoke to like a hidden scene. So like the was it the LBGTQ? Yeah, that community. Yeah. It was kind of like it's still not okay to be to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know, it, it, it's still it's still iffy. Like mu- music isn't it accepting. It's not where it is today at all. Yeah, that's back when he first but, came out. People were like, "What the fuck is this dude wearing dresses for?" But I don't even think his music was like really like it wasn't speaking like, to that. Like when Young Thug is first getting a getting a, it pop, was still street. Yeah, it was still hella street. But it's just how he carried himself, people, and made people look, had the side eye to like, him. Yeah, this is like yo, this kind of weird. Yeah, like you paint your nails, you call him Rich Homie Quan Hubby. Yeah, the and fuck stuff. is going on? Yeah, right like now. people just stuff like that was just like made people draw away from Young Thug. But he was still authentically being him. And everyone from Atlanta was like, dog, Young Thug is a real street guy. Like if you want to try him, go ahead. But you know what I'm saying, and they gonna work out for you. See, I uh, this is another thing that's like, I, I was speaking to somebody about this earlier, like that that genuine feel. Yeah, like the authenticity. Yeah, like you could you could bite, like you could sound like something so easy, but if it don't feel right, or if if we could tell when you're not influenced by that. Yeah, that's why it's like trying to ride a wave. Yeah, be create comfortable over the over them Houston beats. Yeah, because that's what we know. He was growing, yeah, grow, he grew he up over there. Yeah. yeah, or but. <laughs> Young Thug is comfortable calling Rich Homie Quan hubby. Yeah, or calling people daddy. You know what I'm saying? That's just who he is as a person. Yeah. And that's just, and like Lil Uzi. Like Lil Uzi carried himself like a fucking 16-year-old teenager. 
but he's that's who he is. Like he's he's living his life the way he wants to live, and that's why people are so accepting of it. Cause like that's just you being you just carefree and joyous in this life, like loving life. Oh, okay. Uh, this is you trippy real trippy, trippy reds red? from Ohio. What? Yeah, that and that throws like a well. I guess it doesn't throw a wrench in it. Cause the Midwest is like this melting pot, but that's like an example of like, okay, well, there really ain't no region no more. Yeah, like there's not, not really the a only region space no that more. you operate is like the internet. Like you true, you you stay true to your roots and it's genuine. But like, hey, if you influenced by this, that also can be genuine. Yeah, and that's what, how we get a Rocky. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, and then like, cause Raider Clan, they was all influenced by Three Six Mafia. And how like the aesthetic in the Black Raider Clan and all the Black clothes, that's all from the Three Six Mafia. So this decade really is just like, truly that like a melting pot. Yeah, like it's really been just mix mm-hmm. tapes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, influence on the mix. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. emphasis. And on I think that. if we like, I think the one thing that they all would have in common, like if there's like if there's like one one group that I could say that influenced a lot of people in this decade, I think it'd be Three Six Mafia. Oh, Wait, okay. When did when did they start popping? They start popping like in the like. They started in the nineties. No, I mean for like this. Oh, for this, this for this decade, yeah, this I think generation. around the Rocky uh, Raider Clan run is when they started. That, which well, is, I'm saying like okay, so uh, for like the Three Six Mafia influence, we gotta stay fly. Uh, I, 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 when is this blow up? That blew up in 06. 06, Okay, yeah. So this is before we we get to the two thousand the ten. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's all I was asking. Oh yeah, but. A lot of the rappers we talking about not popping during this time, so they listening to this shit. Like yeah, they in this same they still boat. growing up. Okay, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Well, I, I wonder why Three Six Mafia is like they, they have so much of an influence. Just like the, I think it's just like the gritty sound of the music and the darkness of the music, especially uh, today. I, w- I think not just that, but like how pop culture was so accepting of it. Yeah, I remember seeing Three Six Mafia on. MTV on yeah, uh, Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, on it. They was on a Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that would, I, I was confused. They I even was had like, a TV show on MTV at one point. Why is this? And they won a Grammy. White girl. Or they won an Oscar. On there? They did. They won an Oscar for, for Hard Out Here for a Pimp. You know it. Hard Out Here for a Pimp. You know. Yeah, no. <laughs> trying to get the money for the rent. Yeah, you know. Like that was a huge moment. Like that's probably when the moment when like mainstream media was really accepting of Three Six Mafia. True, true, true. I opened the door for them like shit. Like we can make money off this us being us. And then Juicy J had his his second run in this decade. I wonder what that says about like our culture in general. That's it. That's another. That's something else I'm gonna write about y'all. I got y'all. See, that's why we had to break it down in episodes so we could really just give everything a full like attention. Dissect it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. break it down. So like another aspect of this de- this decade that was really big, that kind of died off towards the end of it, but started off really heavy was mixtapes. Mixtapes were huge in this decade. It made it made and break a lot of artists' careers in their mixtapes. So now, I'm, before we get deep into mixtapes, I want to ask you this. So if you were stuck on an island at some point, and you just happened to stumble across a lamp in this island, and you rubbed it, and let's just say Will Smith pops out of it. He's got a... He's no! Got a- <laughs> Will Smith is not my genius. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say that. Anybody else? Anybody else? No, Robin. Ro- Robin? Yeah. All right, we'll go. All right, we'll go. Robin Williams. We'll just say Robin Williams. He yes, popped out with okay. G. In one hand, he got a Bluetooth speaker that never dies. In another hand, he's got a ball named Wilson. He's giving you these. He's giving these to you. Okay. And he says, "Okay, you had this ball, and you can have this Bluetooth speaker, and I'll get you. You can have any five mixtapes from this decade to listen on this island. 
what you gonna pick? Crit was here. Ooh, okay. By Big Crit. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm gonna scratch that. Uh, what's the what's the one after that? We're oh, dreaming on. Uh, our Return of Forever. Re- yeah, Return of Forever. Okay. Yellow album by Dom Kennedy. Yeah, you know, you know, it had it had to be on. There. Had to be on that. Cushion orange juice. Okay. By Wiz Khalifa. Okay, that's classic. That's three right there. That's three. No ceilings by Lil Wayne. You gonna Damn. throw Weezy in there? Yes. That's four already. Anytime I gotta fight Wilson, <laughs> I'm playing Oh Let's Do It by Lil Wayne. Let's do it, Wilson. And I'm still skipping Chanel verse every time. Okay. Naturally. That's, clear oh, that's, all, that. that's all I have. Okay. That's four. That's four. What's that fifth one gonna be? Cause you on an island. It's just you and Wilson. I don't know if I want to cry or I gotta have something sad. Well, I'll probably play the cushion OJ while I'm sad. But if I'm on the island, I don't got no cushion or OJ. So it's like <laughs> I'm just sad either way. Right, yeah, okay. That might just make me more sad. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one that a lot of y'all probably don't know. Let's get it. What is it? Flower of Life by Cocaine 80s. Oh y'all wasn't ready. Hey, listen, man. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was hey, I like that though. You gotta switch it up. That's tough. And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna give my honorable mentions. I got three honorable mentions. I'm gonna put uh the taco box in there. Cool kids. Yep, by the cool kids. Hey, no, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put. Note, I'm, I'm gonna put. This, 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 we gonna get cool kids on this podcast one day. Facts. Hey, I'm ready to talk to you about your show, Chuck English. <laughs> that shit was cold. Yeah, I don't think you remember. There's only ten of us there. Y'all know how you can't. It might have been eight. <laughs> but it was a hell of a show. No, it was tight. Now, I respect I, you for I, that. Yeah, you a legend for, for that. Sure. I, so much. That was tight. That was one of the. That's still to, that's the, to this show. day like the best show I've been to. That's what's up. Aside from uh. Sean Show. Shout out my dog. Uh, okay, what I say? You said Tackle Box? I said Tackle Box. That was your first honorable mention? May 25th by B.O.B. Okay. Y'all could fight me for it. That's cool. You know where I'm at. Yeah, what's up? Pull up. <laughs> and, uh, damn. What's that third one? Uh, it, it might be another Wheezy tape. All right, I only got two. Only two? All right. Yeah, I got, so I my, got my caught up. My top five. Here we go. We're going to... The yellow album, naturally, Dom Candy. I need that. I need them gold out penis on the chromed out beamers. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Second one, it's gonna be a sleeper. Premier Politics, Sir Michael Rocks. Right. Gotta no, give. Gotta for me, it's not a sleeper, but for the people. For the people that don't, because you know, I look, I, I follow on SoundCloud. His shit only has like twenty thousand. It's, it's insane. And I'm like, dog, y'all not hear this music right now? And I'm a, hey Chuck, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that Mikey got you on the on the raps now. I think I think he would agree with that. I think he would agree with that. Because Mikey always been nice. Mikey right. always been nice. And then number three, I'm going to go Friday Night Lights by J. Cole. Oh, that's my that's my third. That's your third? Yeah, that's my that's my third. All right. Mention. Number four, I'm going to go Dream Chasers 2, Meek Mill. That's a classic. Facts. And then number five, just so when I, when I got to hunt and get some food, I need Monster by Future. Yeah. See, now, I think we should classify what is declares a mixtape. Because I feel like that, the what... What um, was the 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 decided as a mixtape? The definite the definition of a mixtape changed throughout the decade. Um, so I think first off, let's get first off. Now I know a lot of mixtapes are on streaming services now, but if it came out and you you had to go on Datpiff to get it, it's a mixtape. <laughs> you had to go on Datpiff or livemixtapes.com, It was a mixtape. 
and see. The artist couldn't make money. You couldn't buy it. You yeah. had to download for free. Yeah. And then so, but I, I love I love that part. Say that part again, Joe. You couldn't buy it. It was free. Yes, I was living see, off of that. Yeah, I ain't had no money for albums in high school. Yeah, and it's like, I think when we look back on mixtapes now, at the end of the decade, compared to what they were what they would call mixtapes when they were happening, I think a lot of them were really just albums that they couldn't sell. Yeah, think about because a lot of them was original music, freestyle like a mixtape, a real true mixtape to me would be like no ceilings. Yeah, it's like Lil Wayne rapping over other people's beats. So like the, you're saying like. Uh, pre pre tens decade. Yeah, it's like like the flows the the nah, there is no competitions or even oh uh, yeah 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 the fabulous the yeah. fab tapes like fabs or For Lloyd sure. Banks even even rapper. the soul tapes was like that. Yeah, they just had samples that weren't clear, but that was the beauty about mixtapes. These artists could like really branch out their creativity and do something they couldn't do for a studio album and just. You know, mixtapes were for the real fans, yeah. and the, the uh, studio albums would be for like the mainstream. Yeah, that's why artists would always put out mixtapes first, and then put out an album right after. So, like for example, DC Two came out before Dreams and Nightmares, but Dreams and Nightmares is a little bit more commercial than DC Two. DC Two is pretty gutter Meek Mill, but Dreams and Nightmares is like okay, we gutter still, but we got to clean up a little bit so people can in the mainstream crowd can embrace it. Who do you think like changes these th- this like the definition uh, of a mixtape? Yeah, I, think I say. Drake, I, Drake, so far gone. Because sure. I remember J Cole saying that when they was making them, they was making the warm up. It was really just a bunch of mixtapes, uh, freestyles of yeah. other beats. But then the so far gone came out, and it it was all original music, and that's what made J Cole scrap the warm up and like, okay, we're gonna actually put together original Damn. product. Hearing you talk about J Cole make kind of make me want to change my five. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm riding with that it. right now. Yeah, I'm riding with that. But no, nah, the the. I definitely remember banging Friday Night Lights a lot. It was cold at the time. I it, remember, was. it was. I, cold remember, I, remember I think walking, it was like in November. Yes, bro. I remember walking to uh, walking to the bus stop, the bus stop going to Northtown, banging at my headphones. Yeah, it was a classic. A classic. Yes. yes. And I like that. Um, what was it? What, what was the Four Hill Drives? That yeah, twenty fourteen. That sounded sound like a mixtape. Yeah. That gave me Friday Night Lights vibes. Yeah. It did like the classic soul J. But Cole. back to the topic. Actually I, forgot it. Yeah. Hoes money, I'm the shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. I ain't gonna finish. <laughs> but see, like now, like the lines got a little blurred as the decade went, cause like now artists call everything mixtapes. Mixtape, but it's yeah. like it's going on streaming service. Like you're still making money from it, but it's just not performing the way you want it to, so now it's a mixtape. Because I like, think about Chance the Rapper. Coloring book for some reason is not an album. I don't know why it's not an album. It seemed like an album. It seemed like an album, but he was like, no, nah, that's not the album. I was like, then what is it? Like, Drake called, if you read okay. it's too late, it's, it's a mixtape, but it's not a mixtape. I would say this, that uh, I think album is, that term is still more geared for, like, pop culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if it's, if it's an album, it's going to sound like I'm trying to get on the pop charts. Yeah. Type shit. So, I, 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 I still would say that barrier is there. If if there is any barrier, you know what I mean? Yeah, cause I, a, a lot of mixtapes do get received like albums like that. Yeah, and a lot. Uh, what the thing that held a lot of back artists back back in when mixtapes were really heavy it was that people were like, well, man, your mixtape was better than the album. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of like made artists weary of like labeling albums mixtapes or labeling yeah, you know, labeling mixtapes albums. Facts, facts, facts. Like when Drake dropped, if you're reading this too late, he was like, "Are you enjoying my mixtape?" Like that's not a fucking mixtape, that's an album. Like it's on streaming services. Like, I can go on Apple Music right now. That's it. That's like it the, dropped mm-hmm. on streaming services. Like if you're making money for like kids, the reason like the reason people a lot of artists put out mixtapes for free is because they couldn't clear samples. 
so they couldn't sell them legally. So like I could still put this out and you can still enjoy the music. I just can't legally profit off it. He definitely profited off of that. Though. Off of what? If you're reading it's too late? Yeah, because that's an album. That was an album. Con- contractually, that not, was label as an album. Not necessarily a good album. You didn't like it? No, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not the greatest album. You didn't like it? It's too late? I'm not saying. I just told you I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. You're not clarifying nothing. I mean, it's just. I, I, listening to it again, it didn't have as much replay value. I feel it that. was it was more of a moment. It was it was a good like, moment. Like I could say, I could go back and listen to nothing was the same, and still be like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I fuck with I fuck with this. Yeah, I, I get it, Drake. But then when I go back to this time, it's like. I don't know about that. I feel that. I, plus, plus yeah. everything that came out surrounding the album. Worst is still like up in the air for me too, though. Worst, worst behavior. Hold up, motherfucker. Hold, hold my phone. I'm not Remember? telling. Look, if we about to, if we about to scrap, I'm not gonna tell nobody to hold my phone. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, hey Theo, hold my phone. I'm about to punch him. No, it's just gonna go down. It's happening. Remember, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't, Joe. I forgot. Yeah, so yeah, so I think if you could get it off, if the, when it first came out, if it was on that piff, you had to go on that piff for a lot of mixtapes to get it. It was a mixtape. Yeah. So as a rap was a mixtape, but if you're reading it too late, it was not a mixtape. I don't care what Drake tells us, that it was not a mixtape. He made money off it. He he had first week sales. Did those come out in the same time period? If you're reading this, it's too late. Came out in 2015. Acid Rap came out in like 2012, 13. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, no, that's, that's, we still early in the transition. Yeah. But people still call, like, Travis Scott calls Alfred an album. But it's really a mixtape. But, well, now we're getting down to like just perspective. Or even like Days Before Rodeo. Like, we can't get those on Apple Music. Okay. But, the, but they could be. Damn. Albums. Damn. Days Before Rodeo is definitely going on my top five. I'm not. I don't know what I'm kicking off, so don't ask. But days before rodeo is coming with me somehow. I'm gonna punch, punch Robin Williams. And be like, yo, <laughs> give me another. Give one. me a sixth. <laughs> put an asterisk by it, but hey, give me this. I put. I put days before rodeo as a as an honorable mention. It's tough. Yeah, and I put cigarette boats by currency up there too with Harry Frog. Whew. Both of them. Both of them like a five. Yeah, for sure, it's definitely. So, I think. Musically, I think mixtapes though definitely laid the foundation for streaming, because it, it, it created opened the door for free music, but it also created a way for artists to get paid, and like record labels get paid too. Well, because now you now you see artists putting mixtapes on streaming services. True. Like J Cole's about to put Friday Night Lights and the Warm Up on streaming services soon. Fucking Chance the Rapper just put Ten Day and Acid Rap on streaming services. Meek Mill's Dream Chasers series are all on Apple Music. Which is cool, though, because I feel like a lot of these artists should get paid. Cause I think when we look back on mixtapes now from a 2019, 2020 perspective, they're pretty much albums. So like, I feel like all the Big Chris mixtape catalogs should be considered albums. Yo, definitely. Okay, so uh, that's another thing, like quality. Yeah. As far as like the mixtapes go. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of lot of mixtapes that's just like high quality work. Yeah, repeatedly. So like So Far Gone. So Far Gone, Return of Forever. King Remember the Time. Yeah. My Forever was the uh, something. Well, Return we, of Forever. Yeah, we not even going. Yeah, we can really break down Big Chris' whole Creed, catalog. Like, uh, or Freddie Gibbs, like Cold Day in Hell, Babyface Killer. Yeah, Babyface Killer for sure. Yeah. Currency, all Currency's mixtapes were albums. Cushion Orange Juice was an album. Yeah, facts. 
Casey Veggie's catalog. We don't, we don't got to do. We don't got to do that though, because there's so many. But I just feel like Sir Michael rocks. Like you just got to get these guys. They do because people think they just be mixtape rappers. But when you really look at what they put out for mixtapes, those are albums. And I feel like like Big Crit is probably considered like one of the best mixtape rappers ever. So his catalog is so strong. You like you like uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but you, you like uh, you like. Where do you rank Banco as far as like Banco? I think that'd be an album. No, I'm I know. Oh, would I rank that? I'm saying like, where do you rank it as far as like his projects? I think it'd probably be number three. Number Be- three behind. So what you put? Premier popular, politics. Uh, premier popular. Premier politics and then Lap of Lux. Lap of Lux. Yeah. Okay. And then Banco be right there. What's after Banco? I'm just curious. Probably like Premier Pol- Politics 1.5. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back to the topic. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I feel like since we don't consider these projects albums that a lot of artists get shorted for the work they put in their career. True, true. So I feel like now that we look back on it, it's like these are pretty much albums. You just couldn't clear samples for them to put them on streaming services, which a lot of artists are now doing. They're clearing all well, the samples. Some of like Macadelic. Some of them can't clear the samples. Yeah, some samples are just like... What, what was it? Is I think it's Juice. Juice, he couldn't clear yeah. the sample Juice so he's, on Chance the Rapper. It's just a disclaimer. I love that. It's just like, hey, donate to this charity. I hey, that's still kind of tight. That's cold. That's, that's, a chance, that's, that's a chance to rapper move. That's cool. Yeah. He should run for president. Start with mayor first. <laughs> That's easy for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah, he should run for president. All right, why, why not? Bro, I think we have, like, Kool-Aid in the water fountain if Chance the Rapper was president. That would be a Chance-ass move. It would. Yeah. He for the kids. Chance for the kids. Chance love the kids. My kids can't listen to Ask the Rap, though. Fucking, like... But it's just, like, now that artists are starting to put the projects on streaming services, I feel like... We should start to like look at those projects as albums so they can get they do. So people like Big Crit don't get short sighted because, like, yeah, he put out two albums. Like, no, he didn't. He put out a whole mixtape catalog full of albums worth of albums. The all original music. I mean, we, I think it's going to get to a point to where we just call them projects. Yeah, I think it's, that, it's, that's probably a better not, word. It's not going to be no album. It's not going to be no mixtape. It's a project. Just because, like, I, at a certain point, bro, the, the way we move it, it's not going to be no. Hard albums, yeah. It's just a project, yeah. Then they're gonna be antiques, and then like the the uh, the Wu Tang album, mm-hmm. that's that's how albums gonna be. Period. Just one copy of album. Yeah, like you gonna, I right, hey, we made ten albums. I know y'all don't listen if to. If you these. really a collector, if you if you still got a CD player, oh, cause like vinyls are coming back. You know, like, like vinyls have been making a comeback. So you can do like, yeah, we here. We put this project on streaming services for everybody, but if you really fuck with us, we got 30 limited vinyls for them. It's like a collector's item. You know, if you're a real collector or a real fan of artists. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. Now, since we're talking about mixtapes, who would you say are the top five mixtape rappers from this decade? Wayne is number one for sure. You put Wayne number one? Yeah, Wayne's number Has one. Has Wayne put out mixtapes heavy like that this decade? Oh, uh, ooh. I'm talking okay, about the 2010 okay, okay. To, to, to 2020. Oh, let me, let me, <clears throat> let me retract that. Want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead and go first. All right, so my top five mixtape rappers from this decade, 2010 to, to now. Number one's Big Crit. Number two, going Currency. Number three, I'm going Freddie Gibbs. Number four, Future. And then number five, Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Hey, that's like, that's a hard five for sure. I'm definitely going to put, I'm going to put Dom K in there. You, yeah, bro. Yellow albums is hard. I need that on streaming service down. Uh, do we count? Do we count the ASAP Mob album as a Rocky album? No. No, that's it. We can count the the first album. 
Well, he's part of it. He's, he, he, was the, he, he was the face. He only put one mixtape out. Yeah. yeah, but he was the face of it. As, as he's far still as the I face. know. He's still the face. So I could, you could put that up there if you want. Because he was really the face behind the ASAP mob movement still. I'm sorry, who would I say? So you said Dom Kennedy. Dom K. Crick. Crick. For sure. Because all of them was albums. Yeah. B.O.B. JK. I'm totally kidding. I'm about to say, we would have a problem. Damn. Uh, this decade is hard. There's a lot of good mixtape rappers. I can't even honestly say Nip because I didn't listen to all of Nip's mixtapes like that. But like, Double Drake. Up. Drake. Or not Double Up, but uh, Victory Lap's technically his first his debut album. Drake. Drake, yeah. That's three, right? Yeah. Sir Michael Rocks. Hey, let's get it though, baby. Let's get it. Nah, uh, I don't want to put both of the cool kids in there. I think Mikey Rocks has, has a stronger mixtape catalog than Chuck English. I'm gonna put Azure Off in there. You gonna go that route? Yeah. I ain't mad at that though. Now, have you listened to his mixtapes? I listened to a couple of them. He got a nice little little catalog. A little slept on catalog. I don't know how to say this, so I'm gonna butcher it. Is it's like Sear Foyers? I think I've heard about. It. I remember that one. Bro, he Say that one more time. Sheer forehead. <laughs> I like how you started whispering. It's it's French, and I don't speak French, so boom, that's it. But uh, that's a hard. That's like by the old definition of mixtapes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and then you got Paps and Jazz. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I remember that one. And he got he got the Greenhouse Effect. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Greenhouse Effect two, but the Greenhouse Effect one for sure, crazy. Didn't DJ Drama host one of those? Uh, he hosted both of them, I'm pretty sure. See, that's a big cosign itself. Yeah, I got to make sure. Uh, let me make sure that the Greenhouse Effect came out in this day. I think it did. Because he blew up in 2009 with I Love College. And I think the Greenhouse Effect came. See, look, here, here's the thing. I didn't really like Asher Roth from I didn't when he came out. He didn't I, even I mean, like I thought that. He, I, thought he was, I thought he was cool. I was like, oh. He's another like white boy rapper. All, yeah, all of the white kids like it. Yeah, and yo, and you I know, could dig some of the songs. You know, he, who's also a good low key mixtape rapper. Who's that? Mac Miller. Facts. Cause think about because now I mean like most of his mixtapes are on the streaming service now. But think about it, yeah, fake big kids. Faces. Faces. Macadelic. Faces is another one that's that's gonna get. On I put that as honorable mention. So now I got a seven with an asterisk. Actually, you put. In, would you put Faces or Macadelic up there? Because I think my arm is, I'm, I'm going to put Macadelic for my I'm third. Put, I'm going to put Faces on there. Faces Faces my sad song. Okay. Faces is like, if I'm like, all right, I'm tired of being on this island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing the edge. I'm, yeah. I'm getting close to the edge, Wilson. That, that, that water about to let look, you float. That water looking real nice. <laughs> about to just float into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Hold it down, Wilson. Damn. See, all right, it's hard to really put a five in. Yeah, cause there was a lot of a lot of rappers made their names through mixtapes this decade. Hey, so uh, if y'all got yo, you know, post y'all follow. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, hit hit us up on the Instagram. We got an Instagram now. Yeah, it's th- called the Yada Yada Podcast. You know, just follow us. That's it. Yeah, no so caps. No, I'll, we'll we'll ask that question in the caption. Like, y'all was on the island, stranded, and you got the chance to listen to five mixtapes from this decade. Who you pick? What you picking? Yeah, hit us with it. Yeah, and if you, what's your top five rappers mixtape rappers from this decade? Like, who's got a strong Mixtape catalog from this decade. Damn, damn, bro, this is this one of the hardest conversations we had. I th- I think it's because we had to cover so much ground. But this is why we broke it down. But we didn't break it down enough, bro. <laughs> we <laughs> really didn't. 
Because, like, the South got subcategories. Even the Midwest got subcategories. You get, I guess, all every region got subcategories. But then, with the mixtapes, yeah, it's like a whole flood. Like, yeah, you mentioned acid rap. Or the warm-up. Or the end of tape. Yeah, I'm definitely... Or or Back from the Dead. Okay, stop. (laughs) I'm really making you feel bad now. How about Rich Forever? (sighs) Ashes to Ashes. Which one you taking? Which one? Which one? What? Rich Forever, Ashes to Ashes. Rich Forever. That easy? Yeah. Favorite, I, song, favorite song of Rich Forever. High definition. Okay. And we gonna be rich forever. Remember, uh, fuck him with Wale and 2 Chains? Yeah. On that, and I said, fuck him. That whole song was just, fuck him. That's the hook. Just fuck him. <laughs> Do you feel that? You relate to that? Yeah. Remember we used to, Maryville, we used to bump that shit heavy. I was on bullshit out there. Yeah. We all were. I ain't gonna lie. And then you uh, live love ASAP. That that that's like a that's a culture shift. Yeah, we can talk about that, that another day. We'll talk about when we talk about moments in the decade. We'll, we'll break that down. Whew. Yeah, yeah, we need moments, y'all help. Moments yeah. influences. There's definitely a lot of shit that we missed, and you know we just curious to get y'all feedback. We don't really get to interact with y'all, but now that we got an Instagram, we wanna you know we yeah. wanna talk to y'all. We wanna let us know. Yeah, hit us up. Yeah, if you. You know what I'm saying? We just talking yada yada. Y'all can get on it too. Just let us know, man. So part the follow us on Instagram, the Yada Yada Podcast. Get in on the discussion. Let us know what we missed. You know, there's a lot of ground we gotta cover. We're trying to cover as much as we can, but we only two people. Okay. So the Greenhouse Effect, Volume One, did not come out in this decade. Damn. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm still putting that. Still holding still holding still holding Asher Rock down? Yeah, I'm holding right. down. And on that note, I think that's about a good good stopping point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It we there was a lot, and we we realized that we was imp- ill prepared for this journey. This is. It's, it's just like the more we talked about, the more doors that got opened. Well, the internet a different beast, bro. It really is. It's a lot of cookies, a lot no, of hit, a lot uh, of hidden Easter eggs, a lot of firewalls, even. <laughs> Spam Buster, bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go home. All right, yeah, I, man. It's, the, it's, Theo got shit to do. Yeah, it's episode twenty one of the Yada Yada Podcast. The kid Joe Cornell. It's your boy Black Ivy. Yes, sir. Drop flex bomb one more time, Theo, for the decade. It's coming to an end. Cheers. On that note, y'all, until next time, we'll pick up for part two as we continue to reflect on the decade. It's going to be a great one. I'm excited to look back on it. We're going to continue it on. Maybe the next episode, we'll see what happens, but we will continue it. So keep it locked in. It's the Yada Yada Podcast. Put your Yada Yada over the best part. Best part. Best part.